New pod for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know. New rock. Look me in the fucking eyes, man. Then we'll start. Give me the deep, deep focus. Okay. Yeah, that's the look. That's the look. I can tell you're in the zone now. Uh, you're, you're listening to Public Announcement. I'm Chris Black. And I'm James Ellis. Wait, why, why do we have to look at each other like this? I I just want to blink right you can't, now. You can't blink. Uh, but let's see if you can maintain that that intense eye contact. There you, are. there you go. I see you. Yeah. It feels crazy actually uh, looking someone in the eyes, doesn't it? I feel like a... a a murderer. No, sure, sure. But you just gotta you gotta just get past that. Like work past <laughs> it. Just, all right. I haven't broken yet. Uh for everyone at home, I'd like to note that my co-host, uh James Nicholas Ellis. The fourth. The fourth. Roman numeral four. Regardless, he he's maintaining his gaze with me right now. He's he's barely blinking. I still feel like a murderer. It's because you're hard, bro. <laughs> you gotta stop making a game out of it. Right. Think of it this way. Just look into my eyes as if I'm the coach of your basketball team. Okay. It's halftime, and it's my job to get you fucking lit for the second half. Right. I'm the coach. I'm like, look, playboy, we got to go hard in the second half. Yeah. What what coach says playboy? Coach Chris says playboy. Motherfucker, relax. I'm getting you pumped by looking you in the eye. Your heart's racing a little bit, I bet. A little. What about the other players on the team? You're you're not looking at them? Only me? I'm only looking at you uh, because you are my star player. (laughs) This is Division One. You're the star that's going to be drafted. The rest of these guys are going to end up as fucking PE teachers in the suburbs. Just a normal, regular teacher. But not me? No. No? No. Because you're a star. Yeah. That's why I'm looking at you. I just feel like you're looking through me. I'm a ghost that only you can see. Okay, okay. Calm down. Now that you're locked in, I, I do have a question for you. All right. Uh, what what would you say that public announcement yeah. is? I'm not staring at you while you make me give the public announcement elevator pitch. Hell yeah, bro. Let's see what you got. Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. Um, uh, this is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. Hell yeah. Public announcement is a media company, a global media brand... Uh, working to address uh, like the the challenges of um, uh, what exactly are we addressing? The, the challenges of uh, well, let me see. Uh, can I start it over? No, please continue. <laughs> Winding me up for comic effect? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But I'm going to keep going because today we have three revolutionary products to introduce. The first is a podcast. The second is a revolutionary destination homepage. And third is a breakthrough consultancy. A podcast, a destination homepage, a breakthrough consultancy. Are you getting it yet? Those are not three separate products. I'm not actually going to make you uh, give the public announcement pitch oh, that, that way. All right, good, 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 uh, good But good. I can see that you are properly turnt now, so <laughs> I think I'll get us started. Uh, as you know, uh, the two of us have very big news today, uh, and I've been thinking about how we tell that news. Okay. Uh, for the listenership, let me start here. We just launched the new public announcement website. 
And actually, you know, I'm not going to call it a website. It's our web platform. It's a platform play. Already it's plain to see it's the future of media. <laughs> and I think it's your job here to really break that down in a fancy, wordy way. Uh, like you can talk that talk much better than I can. You're saying that public announcement is the, the future of media? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, bro. Have you seen this fucking website? Uh, all right, so so Chris is holding up his his phone. Mobile first, you know. Yeah, that's the site. It's Blockbuster Power House, <laughs> and I know you made it, but you got to take a step back and admit that this is just some wild shit. You know that I love the site. I mean, we've had this idea for for ages and ages. You've been talking about web as CMS, yeah. uh, and now that you're retired, I get to have you. It's funny how it switches like that. Just putting on a little show for me now. Look, it's very very true. Uh, you worked for more than a decade at your last company, a design firm that you founded. Co-founded, I should say. Right. And last year you sold that, and now you're doing public announcement for real. We're doing it together. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm co-founder, but this design technology phase, uh, like the whole PA website, that's all you're laying, man. The listenership should understand that you're an industry expert just blessing all of us with your talents. I'm a digital thought leader. You are a thought leader. I mean, you can be a TED Talk weirdo, man. No question. Uh, there's nothing like hearing you go deep into, like, you know, meditations on future wear societies <laughs> oh my god or whatever yeah i mean i don't know what any of that bullshit means um but i'm an excellent listener you're a digital thought listener but seriously i think we should have you explain the thinking behind the website you know how it works and all that twitter as a cms how the website is like a uh, a flat contributor centric model for socially native microblogging Cool words, man. You're not going to trick me into saying all that fancy stuff, though. Like, I'm. You can't just say it's punk, can you? I mean, sure, but it, it's it's not. Bro, the whole concept for the new homepage is so fucking punk. I mean, this is the shape of media to come. <laughs> I'm talking public announcement party program with an e shit. <laughs> no, that's very very kind, but yeah, I mean, the site has some punk or alternative qualities. Letting people publish in weird ways. It's you know, it's all things I've been thinking about for years. Um, you know, after having worked with so many media brands. Uh, why don't you just give me a roll call, dog, that client list? Oh, um, well, I worked with uh, Forbes, Condé Nast, Thought Catalog. <laughs> what about the dictionary, my man? Yeah, Merriam-Webster. You designed the motherfucking dictionary. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're a high school dropout from Conyers, Georgia, and you designed the dictionary. Yeah, at Athletics, we redesigned Merriam-Webster a couple times, including the unabridged version. Unabridged? It was it was more of a specialty product. Uh, who else have I worked with? Um, uh, New York Times, Ad Age, Hello Beautiful, part of the Interactive One urban media empire. See, man, you got to establish your credibility. Uh, we can't just tell them we launched a new website. The global listenership needs and wants, I think, the full context. Sure. Yeah. They want to know, for example, that the public announcement digital design and editorial strategy was led by the James Ellis. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Actually, I thought you were editorial strategy. I am the editor, uh, not the strategy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but look, let's let's we need to get serious. Um, today's show will be our press release, um, or as I like to call it, our sonic press kit. Our SPK. We're crafting a sonic weapon <laughs> that we'll use to tell the listenership about the new public announcement.org. I see. Uh, but first, we should probably get a coffee or, or you know, maybe a matcha. Mm. Uh, you know, I've been fucking with that new shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah when you're literally off the cush, you, you tend to get creative. A free smoke, free smoke, ay. Free smoke, free smoke, ay. Free smoke, free smoke, ay. You're listening to Public Announcement. Yeah. I'm James yeah, Ellis. And I'm Chris Black. Yeah. I'm the troublemaker in the neighborhood for his troublemaking Ooh, what goals, what yeah. This? House party of the road, yeah. I'm not kidding, play. This kid doesn't play oh, about the know, flow, yeah. Y'all keep playing with your nose, yeah. You rock.
site isn't just some blog running Squarespace, you know, WordPress or whatever. Like, I know the site does run on WordPress, but you have it doing things that I haven't seen before. Right. And you insist it isn't difficult to do, like from a technology perspective. Uh, but I don't read about new web stuff much anymore, at least in terms of uh, digital media. Sure. I mean, everything is pretty well sorted out these days. And I definitely don't see independent publishers making wacky moves anymore. There's great digital work out there, but it's more focused on, on video, podcasting, data viz. Like you're, you're not hearing about new web technology because the problems have, have largely been solved. Like We don't need yet another anything at this point. All these tools and platforms exist now, so it's just a question of, of how you use them. The remix phase of, of the web? So I'm Metro Boomin. This is your mask off. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to go ahead and say it. Uh, because of your heavy computing abilities, sure. uh, your deep digital media expertise, uh, as well, of course, my editorial stewardship, uh, the new public announcement.org is at least, at least five years ahead of the competition. Oh my God. So it's your turn to quote Steve. Jobs. Look, you know, we've talked about the iPhone 10 year anniversary. When was that? Last month? January, I think. Yeah, so, you know, I read up a little on that keynote and that world changing event where Steve Jobs, America's most influential son of a Syrian immigrant. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he introduced the original iPhone uh, in the keynote, Jobs flexes about how ahead of the competition Apple was. And he said something like Software on mobile phones is like, it's like baby software. The idea of CEOs shitting on the competition that way is just flames. That's my favorite. And today, we're going to show you a software breakthrough. Software that's at least five years ahead of what's on any other phone. It took Android years and, and years to catch up. Android, as you know, is still trash. We agree that. Because you, you, you know if there was something above the iPhone, I would have it. Sure. But it's just that good. It's the Coca-Cola of its time. You know, rich or poor, if you have good taste, you have to have an iPhone. Android is, is Pepsi? Do not fuck with my references, bro. <laughs> okay, but the new PA website is no iPhone. Not with that attitude, it's not. <laughs> Neither of us are Steve Jobs. But I would love to see you in a nice Issy Miyake turtleneck. But also, we're not five years ahead of anyone. Like, maybe five months at most. But we are ahead. That's my point, man. And I don't care if it's months or years, whatever. companies can make interesting moves that involve technology in this way. You know, who can afford someone with your talents? Sure. Unless someone personally understands software development, they have to spend a shitload of money on it. Like, you'd need a team of people to build something like our site. And, you know, how many people have an idea like this that can also afford to pursue it? Not that many. You would have to blow a bag. I mean, how much would it cost for, you know, let's say a, a mid-sized uh, New York digital agency to design and build our website? Just just give me a, a ballpark. A hundred? You know. Real money. Yeah, in six months. You know, if you look at it from the other direction, the same could be said of nerds with your skill set. You know, how, how many can afford to stop working a regular job and build an extremely elaborate and also experimental media project? Really? I'm gonna, not that many. Yeah. Not that many. All excellent points. So, yeah, five years ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Murder on the beat, so it's not nice. That's Baka. He's a no long talker. Quick to let the motherfucking tech slam. We don't need to hear about the next man. You 
Dudes talk down and they get ran Left them, get dipped from the whole ends If killer call shots, no questions G wait till I'm resting But we still got love for the West End <laughs> New pod for your head top So watch how you speak on my name, you know Alright man, we gotta keep it moving um, Let's get into the public announcement website Let's really unpack it, as they say Sure. Uh, feature number one our remix of the classic Link Out. You know, we've always loved Link Outs. Sure. Um, I, I do a feature for the world's best ever called Linked Out, for example. I love Kaki. I love Drudge. I love Reddit, the morning news, all that shit. I feel we should explain what a Link Out is. Not everyone says Webby as we are. Well, very few are. So what is a Link Out? Do tell. From the beginning, the, the web needed link lists. You know, that's how... That's how Yahoo got its start, for example. Oh, you mean Oath? Yahoo was the original link out. Just fire links. I think it speaks to the nature of the web. Like, it's super vast out there on the www, and we need people and, and machines to edit and filter the web for us. And I think that was true then, true today, and that's part of why we have so many curation, aggregation, you know, engines out there, like the upvoting things like Reddit, Hacker News, Dig 1.0. For example, so so we won't we won't have any upvoting, will we? That's for nerds. You brought up linked out a weekly feature you've been doing for like how many years is it? I, mean, I think I started doing this in in 2012. So just to point out, I'm always five years ahead, bro. <laughs> so I'm pulling up your most recent linked out. I want to see what's up there. Yeah, we'll we'll put a link in the show notes section. Actually, I should mention that uh, for our more teched out listeners using Overcast Dorks. or or other fancy aftermarket podcast players. There will be a little link at the bottom while you're listening right now. Like, like look down at your phone right now. But like if they look down, they'll see a link to my linked out? Right. Like we make these little chapters in the audio file and it, it can have links. Oh, fire. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Any, anyway, Chris Black's linked out series is described in this way. Every week, Chris Black uses his superior internet reading abilities to provide you with a list of links to things you're bound to find interesting. All right, so let's look at the most recent linked out. This is from April 7th, 2017. Um, just a bunch of headlines. I'm just going to pick. Let's start at the top. I'll just start there. Um, pixels in the wild. <laughs> this, this is Jeopardy? Pixels in the wild. Uh, pixels in the wild is just, you know, it's it's Pixels. In the wild. It's they're all over the place, wherever you find pixels. Like like cool pixels. Cool pixels just posted together in an easy Tumblr format. All right, so here's uh, the second headline. Jerks and the startups, they ruin. That's a, uh, a post on New York Times. That's That speaks to you personally, I think. Uh, but no, that's pretty self-explanatory. All that shit is fucking stupid, circle jerk. All right, so number three. Why you shouldn't walk on escalators. And this one's from, this one's also from New York Times. Well, it's a major resource for someone like me. But, you know, let me, you know, let me just start with a personal anecdote about escalators uh, that just came to me. Um, once, uh, when I was in middle school and my pants were very, very baggy. Like Jinkos? Uh, yeah. They got caught in an escalator and they ripped all the way up to the waistline. And I thought I was going to get eaten by the escalator. It was scary as fuck. I had to rip my pants out. And, like, my pants were – I was. I had to walk around for the rest of the afternoon at the mall with my mom with one of my legs showing like I was, like, an actress on the red carpet. You know what I mean? It was, like, that kind of thing. Anyway, this, this piece from the New York Times um, is about how, you know, standing on the escalator is, is actually more efficient than walking up the escalator. I'm big on efficiency, sure. Same. Right, so number four – Another headline that caught my eye is how Facebook, the Walmart of the internet, 
how Facebook dismantled online subcultures. Yeah, it's yeah, it's basically like the story of the web. The story of the website shows how online communities can form and fall apart, and how Facebook's monolithic presence makes enduring internet communities for people on the margins of society that much more precarious. So get in there, you know, because subcultures are being destroyed by the internet. I, I truly believe that. This is the kind of internet content I, I do appreciate. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> uh, I keep my fans in mind. Let's just jump ahead to one of my favorites on this list here. Uh, the headline reads, The Windows 95 Defrag Simulator. This is something that I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this sound is horrifying. Uh, I totally remember that sound I, though. I just remember there being like a problem. Be like, I'll just defrag, man. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck that means. As you, as you know, you know I don't know what that means. And so this simulator this really brought me back. Yeah, <laughs> It really did. I love all that shit. You know, it's all those links, like it's newsy, but also evergreen. All my fucking content is evergreen. <laughs> Sorry. What you're linking to is generally as interesting today as it is tomorrow. And I've been a, a longtime fan of the work. Mm. Just as I love how you edit the web via your platform of choice, Twitter.com. What can I say? I'm extremely logged on. Yeah, I, I fuck with the vision pen. Let's build. <laughs> I'm a big believer in following individuals over brands. Like, I don't want some anonymous link list. Like, I, I want to know who put it together. Um, I think the reason I feel that way is that it's so easy to launch brands today. Like, instead of a media brand carrying a mark of authority or credibility, like the, the ubiquity of brands, particularly in digital media, you know, that leads to a kind of... It's sort of anonymous. It's a, it's a kind of anonymity. Yeah, man. Anyone can publish anything, uh, including you know new brands. Whereas when work is more closely associated with real humans, real people, with something real on the line, you know it means and, and matters more. One might say the world is struggling to adjust this new media reality. Meaning a world where media influence keeps shifting from the big brand umbrellas to individuals. And we've been feeling that there is room for a kind of link out that is less anonymous and taps into the kind of sharing impulses that social media affords. Damn, I've got some strong sharing impulses, I guess, <laughs> yeah. if that's what we're going to call it. So, yeah, yeah, most of the site is built around sharing links. New pod for your head top. So watch how you speak on my name, you know. What can I say, man? Content uh, is my passion. What better way to Okay, so what's next? Uh, next, we have to talk about microblogging. One of my favorite topics. Interesting, given that you're somewhat uh, new to the platform. Well, I'm a, a longtime observer. You're more the active participant. In this case, you might refer to me as the talent. Do you know your tweet total? Because I see you putting up major numbers. Hell yeah, but I don't I don't look at those stats. I'm not a stat guy. I, be I believe it's like 400,000 tweets. I educate, bro. I'm out here. I personally feel like I've been going very hard. Yet I've uh, you know I, I've blasted maybe away like like seven hundred tweets or something. Damn, that's weak, bro. But that's I mean that's the beauty of Twitter. I mean you can do whatever you want. People can follow you or not follow you. Well, as a format, I think microblogging, as it's called, 
is still the king. Like whether it's in text on Twitter or images on Snapchat and Instagram, it's all these little micro stories that people are telling. Uh, and I think everyone realized that actual blogging is is pretty hard. It's a fast culture world out there, and you know who has the time to craft five hundred words? Five hundred words uh, isn't necessary for most of what I want to talk about. Um, sure. If something's worth diving deep, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll write a proper article. But otherwise, you're saying the article format is overkill for making fun of men's fashion trends, among many other things. Yes, exactly. Now, as a Twitter power user, I'm, I'm curious if you followed all the attempts over the years to build a better Twitter. I, I'm thinking of things like App.net that failed. I mean, look, man, I, I see these nerds out here talking about shit like that every year or so, but you know, I don't follow that stuff because I don't care. Uh, if something better comes along, I'll just go over there. You know, it's not it's not that serious for me. Uh, but I did see something. What was the new Twitter mimic you linked to the other day? Oh, it's called Mastodon. Twitter clone named Mastodon. SM fucking H, bro. <laughs> Jesus. I will never, ever be on Mastodon. Just for the record, mark my words. I did some research and uh, can confirm that the name was inspired by the metal band mm, the hometown metal gods um you know i hate listening to their music and don't support sure. their efforts in any way uh <laughs> but i guess i can't actually hate on mastodon really uh the band the band that is i still listen to some aggressive music as you know but i don't really keep up with mastodon anymore it's too uh, unpleasant to listen to <laughs> too, too much wizarding world maybe like too much fusion perhaps i'm I'm always rooting for American metal. What a, um, si what a sentence. <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> but American metal is too strong for me. Like, I need a little, you know, northern magic, like cloak some Norwegian nerds in darkness for nine months of the year. You give them some face paint. You know, then we'll talk. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to edit that part out. Mastodon, though, I have more of a soft spot in my heart, you know, because we sort of know those dudes. Like, me and you played shows with them as teenagers. You know, Spirit World played with them here in New York a couple times. I feel like I probably did with them before. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that Mastodon broke through? I don't, you know, people did not like them. That's not quite true, though. Like, it's just that the Atlanta hardcore kids weren't on board with the Cookie Monster vocals. I definitely was not. Real metal just wasn't cool in that scene. Like, there have been moments, of course. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get more metal than Asuk and no, Atlanta no, 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 loved no, no, no. them. Asuk was fucking punk. You know, oh. to be to be clear, I will live the rest of my life without listening to Asuk ever again. <laughs> but there was a reason that Atlanta loved them. Yeah, good point. It was it was very wild boy. It was also crusty. The shirts were very hard. Can you can you put a link like a shitty ass suck house show link right now? I know we're supposed to be talking about microblogging, <laughs> but now I want the listenership to truly understand what exactly we're talking about. Sure, it it's important context. Let me let me see what I can find. It doesn't have to be in Atlanta. Just anything like late '90s, super super horrible quality. You just want to show off the fact that we can make links in the pod now. No, 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 no. I've, I've already thought about how to tie this back to microblogging. Just, just continue, please. Continue. Okay. I've typed Asuk live <laughs> into YouTube. Uh, the first result looks promising here. June 1998. Perfect. Perfect. Where was this? Let's see. Uh, oh, uh, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, man. Detroit will work. Let's, let's watch this. We'll put a link on the show page. And, you know, and again, if you have a fancier app, you can look at your phone right now. Get the link. Who wants to make their announcement? Okay, um, we're, we're looking at a very shaky camcorder video. It's the kind where the date is burned into the video, like in the lower right corner. Wow, man, this is, this is perfect. I remember that fucking bass player. Everyone is packed into some shitty venue. Like, oh, look, shit, they're playing on the floor, bro. That's the stage over there. <laughs> Nothing punker than playing on the floor. 
<laughs> a lot of history in that room. Heavy as hell, bro. I believe the guitar player's name is Steve Heritage. Such a great name. He produced uh, a ton of great records from that time. Um, Hot Water Music, Quadaliacha, tons of no idea stuff. Great, great power stance, too. You know, for, for the listenership, I should explain, um, just to paint the picture a little for you, uh, there are approximately, you know, 50 people at the show. They're surrounding the band on the floor in a sort of uh, semicircle, um, and everyone's politely watching the show while the band is fucking raging. Uh, it's, it's very, very punk. I can't believe I saw this so many times. Oh, wow, I got a full 26-minute show, too, just in case. <laughs> what was that song? 30 seconds? The... Incredible. See, man, that's an important artifact. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this video exists. Yeah, anytime you want to remember what being 16 was like, you can take a peek via YouTube. Take a peek, man. That's perfect because that's all I really need. <laughs> I want to look at that link and maybe send it to someone else, but that's that's it. You don't want to actually watch the video. Again, just to be clear, I was not a fan of, of this music in particular. <laughs> but, but you were in the room, or, or rather you were at shows like this. Right, right. I was. I mean, we were at every show. Uh, it was a real moment in time, and this, this link is an excellent way of sharing what it was like. How, do, how does this relate to microblogging? And fuck you, man. You started this <laughs> shit talking about mastodon <laughs> but i mean what oh but that that was the twitter clone in the news and and i don't remember why asset came up uh oh yeah because i said they were punk not metal uh because that's true just let producer chris cook i'll, I'll rephrase producer chris because earlier you said in uh, in passing just just get to it you said that you had already thought of a way to tie this back to Microblogging. All right, I see how this is. Producer Chris. I see how it's going to be. I wish to follow your lead as you bring us full circle. I'll show you. You think you got me. But what, what I'm saying is this. A late 90s shaky camcorder video of an influential American grindcore band is interesting to me. Mm, yeah. As a link. Maybe I'll post it to Twitter. Maybe I'll text it to someone. Maybe I just keep it in the archives where I need to explain, you know, what Florida grindcore is to someone. Uh, but whatever the case, I'm sharing a link and at most one sentence about it. I will never be writing 500 words on the topic. I see. Like, that's just not my lane. So maybe we've already talked about ASSEC too much because either someone was in the scene and will enjoy the nostalgia blast or they'll be bored with this bit of strange white culture. It is strange and it is very white. <laughs> Well, we can, we can always edit this out. No, no, no. This tangent is staying in. This is what podcasts are for. You're supposed to take your time. Well, I guess everyone's just stuck in traffic. Hey, man, we're, we're all on a journey together, okay? Uh, a podcast is about spending time with people. Hmm. And maybe you pick up some oral history along the way. Oh, I see. It's supposed to be slow. One might say podcasts are slow culture. Microblogging, fast culture? I either want it fast or slow. No in between. <laughs> On the www, I want all the links and all the info. That's why I wanted the homepage to feel so fast. You mm. just scan the page, you pop some new tabs, and you leave. It's a perfect website. I mean, I agree, of course. Um, we should close out the microblogging thought, though. Maybe I'm not explaining myself properly. What do you uh, mean? What I'm saying is that the Public Announcement Podcast is and has been our slow culture product offering, <laughs> if you will. We tell little stories, we talk to people, go off on weird tangents, all that fun shit. Mm. But the website is all about speed. Words, links, and pictures. And that's, that's it. That's it. So the website is our expression of microblogging, of, of fast culture. Yes. And the pod remains our slow culture offering. Uh, exactly. Uh, but you know, man, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. 
sorry, I just looked over and saw anal cunt live at Wilmer's Park. <laughs> I lost my train of thought for a second. You don't hear about uh, user-generated content much anymore, but it used to be so hot. That's because everything is user-generated content now. But pre-Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 you know, there would be little internet projects that let people publish on the web in fun, interesting ways, and uh, big agencies were very hot on UGC. Give the people some of your industry insider knowledge. Like what? Like, you know, what, what, what was the story about the uh, – it, it was a talking monkey, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, an ad agency classic. All right, so so could you name that agency, please? I'm not sure I could remember here on the pod, but you know, let's just say that we were working with a large ad agency. Just tell me the fucking name now, man. We can edit it out. It was They were working with huge brands, and we'd come in all the time to handle various parts and pieces of projects. Websites, videos, like pitches? All that kind of stuff. Because, you know, the big agency doesn't actually make anything. They're more like a clearinghouse for ad budgets. Innovators. Right. Disruptors. And this is the story of one man's innovation that never came to pass. Um, Every time we met with this agency, one of the execs, or maybe he's just a creative director, I, I don't know. Whatever his title was, I just recall that he was above most people in the room, and... And no matter the project, he wanted us to consider creating a talking monkey app. <laughs> uh, but it was user-generated monkey content, right? I think he'd read that web developers could use Adobe Flash to tap into the user's microphone, you know, with the user's permission, of course, um, allowing the user to speak into the mic with the words being recorded just so that they could be you know, repeated by a monkey on your screen. Legendary. So, so the user records their voice, then the monkey says the words back? <laughs> yeah. What, you could like share a link letting your friends hear your words come out of the monkey's mouth? Yes, dude. What? You, you nailed it. That's it. What an innovator. <laughs> would, would the monkey be animated or was this shit like live action? You know what? I think the guy's vision was for the monkey to be real, like shoot footage of a real monkey. Get the monkey's mouth moving. Yeah, and then programmatically sync that up to the transients and the user's spoken word audio. Yeah, man, I, I don't know, but I, I kind of miss the Flash era of the internet. You know, every website was just fucking bonkers. Like, that that was probably a reasonable idea for the time. Yeah, this guy wanted to use his talking monkey idea for, for everything, like for, uh, for, a, for, a, for a campaign. Look, man, when wants user-generated content, you give the people what they want. I mean, there were so many crackpot projects back then. Uh, very early in my career, I worked on a Flash game for Pitman. Pitman? <laughs> Pitman. Pitman was a character that an agency dreamt up to sell Axe Effect body spray. Tell, tell me more about this Pitman. Pitman was an arm pit. 
but with like little legs. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, axe effect hotties would be like really attracted to this armpit because you know he smelled like axe. Well, we know women love you know funny ha ha joke at their expense. Axe and parent company Unilever. They were pretty lawless back then. They did whatever they wanted, and dumb dumb soulless bros totally enjoyed it. And I imagine you enjoyed the money. Sure. I mean, I was like uh, 22 years old or something. Like if you. If you wanted to blow a bag having me bring Pitman to life, you know, so be it. And really, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Back then, I turned out a lot of digital landfill, you know. Well, look, man, I know that graphic design is your passion. I was called. (laughs) That might have to be a separate pod, by the way. Graphic design is my passion is an endless, endless well for you. (laughs) It'd have to be a two-parter. At least. But yeah, both stories are, I think, representative of the wild ideas that agencies were chasing at the time. And anything user generated UGC yeah anything UGC would get the green light like millions of dollars were spent on wacky ideas involving uh, users submitting their own content of of any kind you know it wasn't clear that social media would become the de facto form of user content yeah agencies and brands didn't understand that users didn't want to barf content into a big brand's website like people have always just wanted to make their own content you know, tell their own little stories and in this way, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like all, all of them got it right. And now the phrase user-generated content is, is, is a joke. It's, it's more synonymous with a failed era of digital advertising, an era where a million-dollar monkey might entice people to generate content for brands. But did you ever make the, the, the talking monkey? Afraid not, no. So to be clear, that idea is still available. <laughs> as, as far as I know. And let me just, let me just pin that to my vision board. <laughs> I can't remember why we're talking about this. UGC. Oh, yeah. yeah well. I mean, we, we have to explain that we're doing UGC in, in the right way. Uh, mm. the, the PA homepage is the most important, most contemporary UGC to ever be conceived. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, from our destination homepage, we're joined by a select group of contributors. Fine contributors. Contributors that help us edit the web from our homepage. We're talking about users generating content, but also for themselves. Because we're allowing people to publish on our homepage directly from Twitter. You know, if they want to share a link. Or an important statement. Either way, they can choose to send that to the PA site. They can syndicate their content beyond Twitter.com. Linking and building to greater heights on publicannouncement.org. That's the fucking vision. Also, should we uh, say how contributors control which Twitter posts go to the homepage? Uh, it's really cool, but, you know, maybe better left to the imagination. Yeah, I, maybe we just explain that the technology is just so brilliant. You're right, you're right. That's all they need to know. Let's, let's keep it moving. Put the music, put it on. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, by the way, I like how you have the show structured so far. I'm in a reader. I cannot tell who is my friend. I'm in Rito. I need distance between me and them. <laughs> so dumb. Y'all so have to teach me how to love you again. What's what's next? God knows I'm trying. Uh, we bring in our um, special guests. New pod for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know. Me and you, you know, we've been talking links, microblogging, uh, user-generated content. I think it's time to speak to the people. You mean the, the focused group of users that have been... Participating in the public announcement soft launch beta program? Yes, yes. It's time to meet our special guests. I'm curious the the feedback we'll get. You know, a couple weeks back, we soft launched the site uh, and started bringing in trusted contributors, getting them hooked up so they could publish to the homepage. 
same as us. While furiously squashing bugs. There, there weren't crazy bugs, right? Like, uh, the, the whole thing seems to be running pretty smooth. Yeah, but we wouldn't have caught a lot of these edge cases without running real stuff through the site. You got to fail fast, okay? <laughs> uh, up next, we talk to... Amar Deep Singh. Ezra Morris. And Devry Dolman. If you look at the site, you'll, you'll probably see them floating around. We should note, however, that we haven't spoken to them about their contributorship experience. So we're curious... Well... I'm curious what they have to say. Hey, man. Hey, we're both curious, okay? I, I know. I just I shouldn't want to put words in your mouth. I'm uh, I'm trying to watch how I speak on your name. New pod for your head top. Okay, so so first uh, we're joined here by uh, Mardeep Singh, um, who you will remember from episode nine, uh, the summer sixteen millennial survey. Yeah, he had the the rock collection. Not like a not not a genuine rock collector, but if I'm traveling somewhere that's like kind of wild, or if I'm like in a pretty naturally beautiful location, like I was in some river in Slovenia, it's like all right, let me find a cool rock so I can put this somewhere and think of like okay, cool, this is a cool little rock from a place that I've been, and that and like I have two of these, so I don't know if it's collecting, but little jars of water from the same kinds of location. Uh, Amar Deep is a designer. He's a photographer. He's a uh, very proud, born and bred New Yorker. Um, you know, just a, a real polymath millennial, if you will. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome back to the show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much for um, being an early contributor. You know, we're, we're very curious your thoughts. Um, we should have a few questions here just to, to kick things off. I think, number one, what, what do you think of the website? Surprisingly fun to use, I suppose. You've been actually publishing on the public announcement homepage. Early adopter. Also, I'd like to add that you've had to hear about this bullshit for months because I've been telling you about it. So <laughs> actually, think, years, but yeah, okay, yeah so. sure, okay, years. So I think that you were the you know first choice for a test user, you know, because mm. you're very familiar with the, the the idea. The World Wide Web, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're also Both. familiar with the World Wide Web. You've been using it, and any thoughts? It's just fun to be kind of breaking it. As much as I, or trying to break it as much as I can. No, it's been super helpful. Yeah, no, hopefully that's that no, it really the, is the goal, and also to like test to see if I don't have to change my posting habits to accommodate for the site. I just want to do whatever I normally do and like make the rest of it be figured out on its own. It was definitely built around that idea for Chris, like trying to build something that would fit into <laughs> to your way of of publishing. I could keep up with my pedal to the metal style of Twitter publishing. High volume. High, yeah, more of a high volume. I mean, guy. I feel more like you now that I'm starting to use it because I feel like I'm crafting tweets now, whereas before it's just kind of a shitstorm, And now it's like, oh, I got to write this properly because there's going to be more than one eyeball on it. This is absolutely what I want to hear. Elevating the game. If this site makes people more like me, then I'm, I consider this charity work, really. It's I mean, slow, you got to change the world one step at a time. I mean, <laughs> Baby steps. One Twitter user at a time. I'm just changing the one world. One egg at a time. Yeah, one egg. <laughs> If you hadn't told anybody that you were doing this, like I don't think anyone would have noticed that your content is uh, has been crafted in some way, or that you're like behaving differently. Would you? A little bit. I'm curious. I feel like I, I definitely am putting more thought into writing things out with like proper spelling and proper references and proper links and all that. So. I mean, that's tough for a millennial because he's got, I mean, slang and abbreviations, just bastardizing this beautiful language. I found myself self-moderating a bit. <laughs> Good. Grounded back. Not that's everyone fine. knows my slang. All right. So number two, this is a yes or no question. Have you ever heard of anyone talk about Twitter as a CMS before? Um, no, I can't say that I have. You don't really use Twitter to interact with that many other things. So Yeah. So you could say we're very cutting edge. Like, way ahead of you know the competition here yeah you're pretty cutting edge like very ahead i, I would say five years at least years yeah sure cool you cool. guys are ahead yeah years and years uh, number three again yes or no would you say this is the most socially native publishing experience in the world see socially native is like 
I don't really know what that. It's a yes or no question. You've heard of like native ads and, and things, right? You're, you're in the biz. Sure. Yes. Yes. It's the most socially native publishing experience in the world. Wow. Yeah, it's great to hear. Wow. I just love hearing this feedback. Don't you? It, it means a lot. It's enlightening, really. Question number four. This is not a yes or no. You have a little more latitude here. Um, on a scale of one to 10, how comfortable would you say you are with the overall strangeness of the public announcement destination homepage? I'd, I'd put it at 10. I don't, I don't feel any kind of strangeness visiting it, but I am also a web designer, so I get a lot of experience with the web. Like, what was your impression when you first started using it? The impression was, wow, this shit's nuts, but only insofar as figuring out features that you couldn't see at first glance. So all these hover states and all these, like, background things that are changing, but you don't really notice they're changing. What do you think of those hover states? Yeah, hover states are tight. Uh, number five, uh, the final question. Um, as someone intimately familiar with the brand, do you feel that we've delivered on the public announcement brand promise? I can't say with full certainty that I know what the promise is. <laughs> Can you tell me what the promise is? Sure, I mean, is it implicit? It's pretty implicit. Come on, man. Use your brain. As a longtime listener, as a former guest of the show, a, fr a friend of the show. I would like to point out that Amar Deep is the only two-time guest. Oh, oh, wow. League of your own, friend. Two times. Two times. One to rock, one to stock. <laughs> one to rock, one to stock. But you you kind of know what we're all about. Uh, I know the brand. Also, I, don't, I wouldn't say I know the promise. But I think knowing both of us, the brand promise is just kind of understood. So it's implicit. Uh, okay. Um, Amar Deep, we wanted to wrap up with just a few more questions for you. Just a couple quick hits. Uh, it's actually a more fill-in-the-blank situation. Yeah. Uh, so, so number one, you are definitely blank years ahead of the competition so you just you know you fill you fill in the blank there like the the blank just what would you what how many years ahead of the competition would you say that we are five incredible legendary amazing to hear if you could just give us your answer as a complete sentence that would be great we need the clean audio you're definitely five years ahead of the competition <laughs> but i don't actually think that cool so uh number two hey I'm being recognized for my blank. That's cool. So it's enough, you know, just just fill it in right where I, you know. Content? Great answer. You know, wow. I, I couldn't have said it better uh, unless I used it in a complete sentence. Hey, I'm being recognized for my content. Oh, incredible. That's great, man. You're a legend. This is so stupid. Well, um, before you go, would it be possible just to get you to say public announcement? Uh, we need clean audio. Public announcement. Wow. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Next, we speak with Ezra Morris in Atlanta from the Midtown Studios of Georgia Public Broadcasting, where Ezra works. Chris was dialed in via ISDN. I mean, I hope this is being broadcast. Yeah, I hope we're totally cutting in to, uh, to pledge right now. We got more coming right now. Win this iPad and then listen to these three assholes talk about New York. <laughs> There's more coming. Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris. And, you know, we depend on your donations to make the station run. We're gonna get gonna get a little sort of a session going here. Be a hero. That's our theme this this year. Apparently. Be a hero. A bit of a session. Look for less than the price of a cup of coffee. <laughs> Every day you get that entertainment, you know. Uh, I saw. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. A session that will feature. So Ezra is uh, an old friend of ours. Um, he's the former frontman of legendary hardcore band Downpour. He is now the digital news content editor at Georgia Public Broadcasting, the premier NPR affiliate of Georgia, and it is based in Midtown Atlanta. 
Ezra, where are we exactly? In Georgia Public Broadcasting's Midtown Atlanta location. And I don't know what studio we're in specifically. I can see that it's 4.20 on the clock. (laughs) Oh, it actually is, yeah. Uh, studio. What's that? Most technically, we're in the news studio. News studio. Yeah. Well, sadly, yeah, yeah. sadly, I'm not. I'm coming at you remote from New York City. Um, but this is a fun way to do this. We're here, and we're talking with Ezra Morris because he is a recent addition to the public announcement contributorship. <laughs> so, Ezra, we just have a few questions for you. Uh, these are easy. They're softballs, you know. So, just <laughs> these are all just to get your feedback, your take on the uh, public announcement publishing experience and um it's like it's like a it's like a very tight-knit focus group i would say number one yeah you 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 like the website right i find the website well at first i felt it was very um intense it was an intense experience a lot sensory overload was (laughs) was was my initial take but uh yeah i do like the website now that i understand it but it did it, it took a little bit I mean, it's a challenge. You have to earn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you do have to earn it. But then once you start to get it, then I was like, oh, I get it. Much like you, Ezra, the public announcement destination homepage is an acquired taste. First impressions, not always my strong suit. Uh, I might slap your drink out of your hand on accident, but that's just because I gesticulate. You know? All right. <laughs> this is going to be a, uh, a yes or no question. Have you ever heard anyone talk about Twitter as a CMS? Ever heard anyone? talk about twitter as a cms yeah because you're in the biz you're you know you're a digital guy i've never heard anyone say that mm, interesting good to know good to know jack I, I don't feel like i really have seen anything like that and i like that it cuts out a lot of the noise of twitter mm-hmm. it has a focus each person as they tweet if you go to the page you're getting the gold that they want you to get <laughs> i mean i don't need to necessarily read here we go chris's Red carpet coverage. Well, that makes one of us, you fucking <laughs> asshole. So. I'm just repeating what I've been told. <laughs> I, know people that, I know people that like you a lot personally that block you during the Oscars yeah. and the Grammys. Just for the record, since we're recording this, I, I gain more followers than I lose during any award show. So yeah, yes, you, you're live there. tweeting of what's happening with Rihanna's dress is a big deal. It's I a mean, very big deal. I mean, fuck you, man. <laughs> I actually think Ezra is a ghost on Twitter who reads everything but doesn't actually participate. Is that true? That is uh, very accurate. And the reason is that I professionally tweet for a news organization, and I've done that now for almost a decade of my life. And so it feels like work. I didn't know that you did that, uh, the, the Twitter. I mean, I should have known, but I guess we never talked about it explicitly, so I didn't realize. Coming from a NPR perspective, it's not nearly as exciting as it was say, coming from Vice or the alt-weekly world. I can imagine. What's the protocol when people start replying or they're quoting you or you have to, like, uh, are you expected to sort of jump in the fray of the conversation and kick up a bunch of internet dust or is it you're sort of talking at? It's more talking at. I mean, some people reply, but it's either so asinine or so useless. There's no reason to engage. Yes or no. Uh, would you say that public announcement that the site is the most socially native publishing experience in the world? Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, and I know you know what these words mean. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, look, I don't know what's going on in uh, Eastern Europe, but I'll say a yes with an asterisk, you know, as far okay. as I know. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'll accept that. 
on a on a scale of of one to ten, how comfortable would you say that you are with the overall strangeness of the public announcement uh, destination homepage? Now I feel like I'm at a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, I was I was like probably about a four. I heard someone else describe it as uh, willfully obtuse. It did seem very intentional. Not necessarily to completely alienate, but to make people work for it. As someone intimately familiar with the brand, do you feel we've delivered on the public announcement brand promise? Across all platforms? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a global uh, sort of expansive range of the topics covered so far on the pod. I think is now being translated and you know smaller increments on the site so yeah i would say overall it is a good translation of that and it expands on the whole idea of the fact that the pod can go in so many different directions so ezra we, we have a couple more questions for you this next part is uh just i'll fill in the blank yeah we just need you to just like do your best man just do your best <laughs> uh n- number one number one public announcement puts me in the Blank. So that's the blank, like where you would fill in, like whatever, uh, you know, public announcement puts me in the. It buries the needle deep into the red for me. <laughs> I'm just fuming. I mean, it's like you know, putting a car in neutral, putting your hood up, and pushing it around the parking lot. <laughs> no, that's the wrong answer. I'm sorry. I have to try one more time. Say public announcement. Public announcement puts me in the blank. The driver's seat? Oh, it's great. That's I, re- I appreciate that. Uh, could That's... you give us a complete sentence? Yeah, we, we need to let, like a clean audio of that. <laughs> Public announcement puts me in the driver's seat. That's really encouraging oh, to wow. hear, Matt. Just, wow, 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 uh, wow. All right, number two. Um, obviously, the public announcement blank is strong. Like, I would just say brand promise, but you know, like whatever, you, whatever you... Obviously, the public announcement brand promise is wow, strong. Great feedback. Great feedback. <laughs> really appreciate that one. What, one last thing, though. Um... Could we just have you say public announcement? We need the, we need the clean audio. Public announcement. That's great. great. Thank you. Oh, wow. Thanks. Really Thanks. appreciate Thanks. you coming on the show. Thank you. My pleasure, you know. New pod for your head top. Our next guest is an old friend of mine, Devery Dolman. She's a musician that's played in a bunch of New York bands over the years, and, uh, and now she fronts Scam Avenue, an electronic pop group that, uh, that I'm quite fond of. I think New Order meets Human League. Devery was kind enough to join us as a public announcement contributor, and she stopped by the studio to share her thoughts on the site. But more importantly, she she talked to us about her mystical online reading habits. Let's jump in mid-conversation. I like ClickHole. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> Go to eBay for my see? news ebay for news that's my spot (laughs) yeah you know what you might as well go to ebay for news um you know like twitter's my entry point for most news and then um you know i'll like open it up in the morning and then get outraged or anxious about a bunch of stuff and then be like oh yay dog rates oh i love dog rates that's great you know usually i'll be checking some like movie stuff or you know i mean i do check a lot of music sites and often that's either because something's going on with a friend or whatever but like i like consequence of sound it's pretty good and oh and i read a lot of astrology websites oh yeah i've heard you've been uh hmm. getting a little mystical you a susan miller head 
No, no. The best. Well, actually, I knew the answer was no. Right? Yeah, no. Um, I'm really into reading. Um, there's a a great website. Well, there's one called The Hoodwitch that's pretty good. Oh, I'm out. I'm out on that. Yeah. That sounds that sounds enticing. Um, I have a friend who is a really gifted intuitive and tarot reader who just decamped from here to move to. Um, Asheville, North Carolina, and she has a blog that I read regularly. Um, and her name's Sarah Chapel, and she's incredible. And she will do tarot for you over email, and it actually is incredible. Like she has helped me <laughs> like, enormously. Like individual mm. sessions, yeah. Hmm. Like yeah. you, you say, like here's what's going on with me, and then yeah, you're like uh, like this. I mean, uh, she did a reading for me in person. Like I knew her through some mutual friends, and it was this was a funny thing where does she keep your chart on file? Like, well, this is tarot. This isn't astrology. Um, uh, my mistake. But she. Uh, yeah, she's someone where she was developing her practice, and I thought, oh, you know, that girl seems cool. Like, yeah, sure, I'll throw her some money and get, like, this thing. And I asked her, you know, she did a reading for me, and I'm like, whoa, this is amazing and really helpful. And then she did a couple more for me, and she will also do them over – she'll do them over email. Well, I think I have an idea for an episode where I get my tarot cards reading via email. <laughs> you should. It's actually incredible. And then she, what she does is she, she sends you a photo of the spread, and then she writes out – she'll give you a write-out of, like, a typed version, a prece of the reading she does for you. What was that word? Prece? Yeah, what, what is that? P-R-E-C-I-S. It's like a, I'm sorry, it's like a French term, but I think it's also an English uh, term. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, dum-dums. Yeah, it's like a, a French term. Uh, like, like, an like, an like an outline, uh, like, a do- like a little dossier, like a little... Ooh, dossier, I know. Yeah. Okay, now we're talking. So, uh, and then she'll uh, um, send you an MP3 of her talking Whoa, about Whoa, we're doing, we're doing this. Yeah, Multimedia. She's amazing. So, and then I, for a friend of mine, um, who's kind of a skeptical person, as a Christmas gift, I gave him three email readings with her because he was going through some going through some life stuff and i'm like this might be sound crazy but this could be really interesting so i think we definitely have to do this how much how much are three how much are we talking for three email sessions for three sessions i think is like a hundred but if you just do one it's like no 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 we're doing three yeah I want to get the full fucking read, baby. Yeah, she's inc- it's inc- She's in. really gifted and amazing. Do you so, think she would come on the pod and actually talk about it? Absolutely. Well, I can't speak for her, but yeah. absolutely. And she's yeah, she's fantastic. Yes. She's great, and she'll do this. Oh, yeah, Sarah Chapel. She has a her website is called Heal Yourself. Um, and my favorite person lately on Twitter is um, is Mystic Lipstick, who is this astrologer based out of Los Angeles, and she's got this huge following and um, is really really insightful. I haven't explored the Mystic Web. It's pretty interesting. This might have to be your beat, your public announcement beat is yeah, is tarot, be, like the tarot is, astrology is, beat. Yeah, yes. because we're not covering that. Oh, I can totally do that. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. That's great. Yeah, that's a big that's a big interest of mine. Lately. Like shamans so. and stuff too would be cool. Anything oh, in that world. You did know? I tell you about when I went to the shaman? No. No. I went to the shaman on Manhattan Avenue. Whoa, I didn't know there I didn't know shamans existed on Manhattan Avenue. Girl, I mean <laughs> dude. <laughs> cisgender dude. I listen. like to be I like to be called person actually. I don't identify. Well the sh- the shaman will only see women. That's fucking bullshit. You can taste the savings. I'm tired of the cisgender male discrimination. <laughs> I cannot deal with this shit anymore. I had been uh, having some issues, and uh, anyway, a friend of mine had been having similar issues, and she's like, you know, I went to see the shaman. <laughs> I love how just so Portlandia this sounds. Like, whenever I, I mean, talk about- I wasn't going to say anything, but I'd like you to continue. <laughs> or 
I'm like, yes, I went to the shaman. I um, picked up a kombucha and I went no, to see I the shaman. I don't kombucha. That's gross. Glad to know where you draw the line. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go for it and tell you the story. So I go, I saw this shaman three times and um, she'll sit down, you sit facing her. She'll be like, what's going on? You'll say like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's going on with me, blah, blah, blah. You'll have sort of a chat about it. She has you do kind of a visualization and then you lay on this table and then she like waves some stuff over your body and likes doing all this chanting and then does this sort of pressure point stuff. So it's kind of a cross between a body scrub and massage and waving their hands over you. Reiki, you mean? And there might be, like I've never had like actual Reiki done, although (laughs) I did meet this woman once who offered to do Reiki for me and I was like, oh, that's cool, you know. Maybe I'll go see you. And she's like, oh, and I also do it over the phone. (laughs) And I don't know why. Like, I will, you know, my friend, I'm like fine with her doing like tarot for me over email. No, yeah, you can't Reiki. I was like, I'm going to draw the line. What planet? All right. All right. Sorry. Let's get. I'm plugged. I'm plugged into this world. You might be too deep. You might be plugged in too hard. Like it might be short circuiting. No, it's fine. So, um, <laughs> so I'm fine now. So, <laughs> so finally she wakes me up. The two prior sessions I've been with the shaman, like both times when she wakes up, she's like, Devery, I want you to repeat after me. I cut all karmic cords with my ancestors that are damaging. Like you have no power over me. And I was like, okay, yeah, 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 say that. And the second time it was, I release myself from the expectations of others who want to take me down or something like that. And so the third time, she's like, Devery, I want you to repeat after me. I'm like, okay. And I'm waiting for like the deepest, deepest thing because this has been the most intense session. She's like, Devery, repeat after me. My problems are boring. (laughs) (laughs) And I just started laughing and I was like, my problems are boring. So as, as the newest contributor. Yes. You have connected. Yes, I've got a link. And I clicked it. And then I went through this like portal. Publicannouncement.org. The, uh, the website platform. And um, <laughs> I, just to start, I was curious, um, um, any initial thoughts? Um, well, I, I need to ask you because uh, I think I, I still don't know how to use it. So <laughs> I think I put the, the dash, the M dash. You put that at the end of your tweet because I thought you put it at the beginning to like signal, hey, hey, hey. This one. That, that's a fair feedback. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. Can I ask you just separately? Sure. Did you know what an M dash was before this? Definitely knew what an M dash was. Because I didn't. Yeah. But she knows French and she's very smart. You know. Oh, so I'm stupid. Like, okay. Well, that's no, the I knew what, I knew kind of what an M dash was. The M dash is not clearly at the beginning. So I'm tweeting something, right? And then I just put that there and then nothing after it will will register. But once there is the presence of an M dash, but not at the beginning, then it will like go right into the, yeah, yeah. the womp rat size portal that will allow me <laughs> entry into publicannouncement.org. Note to the listenership, Devry uh, got me talking about uh, trade secrets, so we got to keep it moving. Oh, I see. That's an elegant way of making. You know, there's not like a like a huge like, hey, this one's for. Yeah. This yeah. one's really great. It's for. Tasteful and understated, yeah. just like 
I consider myself. Yeah. It's like one of those secret baseball signals where they're like, oh, do this, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I adjust my glasses three times. Right, exactly. It's on the homepage. Right, I pull my earlobe like <laughs> yeah, four exactly. times. So, I mean, with all that in mind, I think this is like a yes or no question. Would you say that the public announcement site is the most socially native publishing experience in the world? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the right answer. That means yeah. absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> God bless. I feel like socially native is like going to be like a coffee shop that's open for five seconds. I don't know what that means. See, this is one. This is one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is that <laughs> you are not a digital native. I, I spend a lot of time on a computer all day, every day on social media, but I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not like super savvy. That's not a lifestyle for you. I think the biggest thing is like I'm not a. I'm not a creative. You know, like I'm not. A, I'm not a creative. Like I don't work in that industry. Like my day job is in finance, right? So I have to ask people how to use certain things. Like what kind of things? Uh, like I only really learned how to use emojis in the last like two years. Emojis? Yeah. You just click on them though. What do you mean? My social circle has really expanded in the last couple of years. Like your actual social circle. IRL. Yeah. And yeah, IRL. Right. Uh-huh. Because I'm Irish. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, That's my, what I was speaking to. <laughs> I started to like this friend of mine, Marisha, like she would send me these texts and it would be like so many emojis. It would remind me of those when you buy those like candy dots, like on a piece of paper. I'm like, what the? F it's a different language. Okay. So I do have a question. Yes. Please. What's the difference between the green heart emoji and the yellow heart emoji? What does that mean? That's just color preference. Really? Yeah. Okay. So what about the purple one? Is that like you're kind of happy and kind of sad? Um, I mean, purple heart can mean, you know, somebody died, I guess. A fallen soldier. Or as Drake would say, you know, he's texting Rihanna. She's texting him back with purple hearts because they're at war. Mm. Seriously? Chris Black, AMA. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, the colors of, of those hearts, I don't think they mean, I think it's just like for fun. Well, red is obvious and like, I know blue is like sad. I guess blue is sad too, but I think some of those other colors are just for fun. I think it's just a personal brand preference, really. Okay. So you maybe you should pick one and stick with it. Greenheart. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the cool Gen X grandma. I'm like, yeah. yeah. No, you sound cool. Bust out my jitterbug. You sound cool. <laughs> Punctuation shrug of my jitterbug. It's me. You sound cool. Ask me about the actual 90s. <laughs> time after time, they take away. You play in a, a number of different projects. I think the main one is, is Scam Avenue, the right? The main one is Scam Avenue, yes. And then your other band is uh, French word, Les Sans Les Coulottes. Les Sans Coulottes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to try that. I'll take yeah, Les Sans Coulottes, it. yeah, that's my other band. Then which one, like, do you have a main band? Uh, they're both pretty equal. I would say Scam Avenue is my, uh, I mean, I front that band, and um, that's kind of my main project, but there, it's like maybe 51 to 49%. Ah, okay. Any shows coming up, real quick, before yes. I forget? Uh, Scam Avenue will be playing the Northside Festival, I believe, on June 8th or June 9th. Uh, venue TBD, possibly Cape House in Bushwick. Um, and then we will be playing Mercury Lounge with our very good friends Ghost Cop, who are excellent, on Sunday, July 2nd. And then Les Sankula will be playing at Sunnyvale, Sunnyvale, Brooklyn, which is a great venue. I've actually been there. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, on May 15th, and then at Hank's 
Saloon on May 25th. Quick note for the listenership right now, what you're listening to, this is Scam Avenue. This is their new EP called Sailor. Came out uh, pretty recent, so check it out. It's uh, everywhere that music is. We've known each other for many, many years. Yes. Uh, you actually married myself and Aaron. Yes. And we've even worked together here and there over the years. Some uh, some light VO work, some voiceover That's work. That's right. And, and you've done voiceover work for other people too, right? I have. Just I, here and there a little yeah, bit? Yeah, here and there, every now and then. Um, a couple of clients keep calling one particular client that hits me up maybe twice a year to do some VO. Like brand videos, things like that? Internal corporate training videos. Ooh, that sounds yeah. close. Very close. Mm-hmm. In the same family, the cousin yeah. of the brand video. So sort of, yeah, brand video stuff. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, maybe you could help us just as a way to like close out this uh, uh-huh. episode of the show. You know, I think we should probably like work on like some kind of brand video. And so I don't know if you're like available to do maybe just like a little light work. I have. I'm available. I can make myself. Do you need throat coat or anything? Are you good? You ready? My availability is happening right <laughs> now. <laughs> Weathering Heights into the mic is my one we, we've, pre- we've prepared some remarks. We have some statements. You can play these, you know, however you, you know, would um, just do it. You're the, you're the real professional. Okay. But, you know, obviously we want positivity, excitement. Yes. Lots of excitement. You know, okay. Um, I'm very excited. Because we really want to get the word out about, you know, the publicannouncement.org. Destination homepage. <laughs> okay. So you want, me, you want me to do a little VO for this uh Brand thing? Yeah, like here's like here's a little bit of like we we prepared a few like just <laughs> remarks here. Just let's you, you know what? Let's take this seriously, okay? This is a professional setting. Yes, Can you yes. Just... Okay, so um so what kind of who is the oh, do you want like a very do you want a very court like a would you like a corporate HR kind of voiceover? Or are you looking for do you want like millennial vocal fry? No like, vocal fry. I think corporate So you don't want like a thing like this. <laughs> I mean she's pretty good. That sounds like people in my life. It's hitting too close to home for me. How about, Maybe I want to watch Girl Boss on Netflix. Somewhere somewhere in between. Okay, so you don't want that? No. I mean I just no, I, like I said, I get enough of that in my personal life. Yeah, I think let's go. I think Jay, corporate HR sounds a little yeah, more I mean, appropriate. So do you want like real... in-house pharmaceutical HR voiceover or do you want the more sort of, hey, behind me, this is for Kindle and behind me is a song on a ukulele. Like, is that the kind of thing you're <laughs> looking for? option two. I think that I think might be it. Column B. <laughs> column B? Yeah. Heavens to Etsy. Okay. Um... <laughs> All right. So we'll just go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. <laughs> At first, I thought it was just a podcast, you know? But it's so much more than that. It's like a fully formed digital product. Mobile first, obviously. But you didn't forget about the desktop. Public announcement puts me in the driver's seat. The most socially native publishing experience in the world. Sometimes I want links. Sometimes I want people to make fun of brands for me. This is the best of both worlds. As a member of the global listenership, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a, yeah. 
I mean, I've been hearing your voices on the pod, but now I get to read the web with you. Using your website. Obviously, the public announcement brand promise is strong. You're definitely five years ahead of the competition. I can't believe you've blessed me with the ability to post on publicannouncement.org from my Twitter. You rock. Hey, I'm being recognized for my content. That's cool. It's like magic. (laughs) But not just anybody gets to post on public announcement. Like that. Yeah, yes, your live tweeting of what's happening with Rihanna's dress is a big deal. The only thing left to worry about is what amazingly unexpected moments await. Yes, 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 yes. It's public announcement. Visit public announcement. Public announcement.org. Such a pro. I know, I love it. <laughs> You're listening to public announcement. I'm Chris Black. And I'm James Ellis. No, but seriously, thanks for coming on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All joking aside. <laughs> Easy. This light work today. Yeah, it's going to be great. This week's show is produced, edited, and mixed by Jim Nicholas. Also, a special thanks to Tyler Morris for engineering at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Uh, This was fun. Glad we could do it remotely like this. Thank you, Tyler. Of course. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Later. See ya. Well, cool. I th- Thank I th- you. I think we're good. Thanks for having me anytime. And we, and we do, you know, look forward to seeing, <laughs> seeing some, 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 I... fire, some fire astrology tweets. <laughs> Glad to know you're on it, you know? Glad to know you're focused. Yeah. Thanks, of course, to our guests, Amar Deep Singh, Ezra Morris, and Devry Dolman. We'll, we'll link to everyone from the show page. Uh, on the next pod, we'll be back with uh, more regular programming. Until then, you can fuck with us at publicannouncement.org.